Let's bring it to Aunt Deming. Let's talk some trading here as the market is really firming up. Bitcoin's going ballistic. Are we off to the races, Mr. Deming? Is this 2020 all over again? Oh, I don't know about that, Oliver. But Minus uh, the, you know the other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 a nice tone change for uh, the crypto world after a very diff difficult uh, stretch last year. And uh, yeah, it's hard to say how this is going to play out, Oliver. But yeah, it's been building a base for the better part of the last several months. And this breakout now, you're seeing a lot of the stocks that are affiliated with Bitcoin certainly benefiting from the trend as well. So. Um, yeah, I mean, you're seeing markets showing across the various asset classes showing resilience. Now, energy being not one of them, but uh, although WTI is held in there pretty well. But when you look at uh, the, the equity markets and even in the face of higher rates here, as we're seeing interest rates resetting uh, for the possibility of an extended um, pattern by the Fed that's going to maintain rates higher for longer. Uh, overall, you'd have to say that the reaction uh, has been fairly uh, positive, not only in the Bitcoin world, but also other asset classes as well. How much of this um, risk on rally, uh, Dan, do you think is possible because uh, energy prices are depressed the way they are? Natty gas and crude oil under some pretty serious pressure and some fundamental uh, pressure after the inventory yes. reports today? Yes. Absolutely, Oliver. Um, you know, I think just the moderation is enough right now that has uh, alleviated some of the inflationary pressures. So that's, I think, uh, why the markets, some of the other markets are taking a cue from that. Uh, in the case of natural gas, certainly that was uh, uh, very uh, overextended as far as the the, un uh, the uncertainty surrounding what took place last year uh, certainly didn't come to fruition, at least to this point. And now I think uh, with a lot of the metrics that have been put in place, uh, probably won't. Now, you know, one thing at that Freeport terminal coming back online after being offline since last June uh, is, is going to only increase exportation of natural gas from the U.S. And I mean, it was short lived as far as uh, boosting uh, natural gas prices a previous couple of days. Now we're seeing them drifting back down towards the two, two year plus lows. But you're just seeing equilibrium coming back into the market from a global perspective. And then, as you mentioned, looking at these inventory numbers, uh, certainly something eye popping, to say the least, from a week over week uh, standpoint. When you look at uh, the EIA data following the API data yesterday uh, with a 16.3 million build uh, with the expectation of a 1.16 million build. So, yeah, we're starting to see some uh, reserves coming back into the market, and that's putting some downside pressure on uh, both WTI and natural gas. Dan, do you think the uh, unanimity of these reports and signaling an increase in supply suggests the worst case outcomes of the, the Russia-Ukraine conflict are either getting priced out by markets or just not um, living up to some of those uh, very dire potentials that people were putting on the table a year ago? Yeah, to some degree, Oliver, certainly. I mean, the one thing that I think needs to be highlighted here is the fact that Europe uh, was the beneficiary of a very mild winter, just like here in the United States. That alleviated a lot of the pressure. Uh, you know, it could have gone another direction if uh, they had a very frigid, uh, you know, cycle over there. So that was uh, fortuitous, to say the least. And now, yeah, when you're looking at natural gas storage in Europe now, it's 69% full. Historical five-year average is 49% full, Oliver. So we're seeing substantial 
increase in inventory uh, in of natural gas in Europe. So yeah, you think that they're gonna be in a position to weather other disrupt potential disruptions, at least from a short-term perspective. Same thing is playing out here in the United States, not quite to the extreme, but we are seeing natural gas inventories above five-year averages. So from that standpoint, you'd have to say some of the pressure's off. Now, WTI, you know, it's the SPR, I guess it's the big question mark right now. You know, how and when are they gonna start to refill that? Even though we're seeing inventories building and uh, refinery rates uh, declining, so that's a positive for the market as a negative for the pricing structure uh, short term but you know the SPR is still the wild card out there is uh, when the, when was the US decide they're going to start to fill that back up love it great stuff and uh, hit all the big subject here for us in the category uh, helpful to understand what's happening in crude oil thanks a lot Dan Deming all right our right, managing director at KKM financial